Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. For the sake of clarity, I don't know what path Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley think they have. I don't. I don't know how it's possible that they think they have a path. I mean, I know DeSantis, he'll tell you all sorts of things right now. He will tell you that they, they've thrown everything at this race. They've thrown the kitchen sink at, at, at this race. Where's the money? That's the question. Where in the world is the money? Where's the money, Lebowski? You want that money, Lebowski? Bunny says you're good for it. What are you without the money? How in the world do you expect this to work if you don't have the money to run the race. This is, this is madness, I tell you. Complete and total madness. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. How does he continue? Again, he can talk big. But it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything if you don't have the money to get you to the next place. And and he doesn't. He flat out does not. This is an issue. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's convinced that she can stay. How? How in the world does Nikki Haley think that she can stay in this race. She's going to tell you that she has punched her ticket. No, wait, that was Ron DeSantis who told you that he had punched his ticket. Now I have Nikki Haley saying that, my gosh, as a matter of fact, I'm so popular in this two-person race that if 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 uh, Donald Trump isn't going to debate me, well, then there's no debate. You said this morning there have been five debates in the Republican primary so far, and the next one you do will either be against Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Just to put a finer point on it, you're not going to do a debate here in New Hampshire unless Donald Trump is on the stage. I mean, that's who I'm running against. That's who I want. That's at the end of the day. He's the front runner. He's the one that I'm seven points away from. He's the one that we're fighting for. There is nobody else I need to debate. I have had five strong debates. And have done plenty of them. He can't hide forever. At some point, he's got to get on a debate. Have you told ABC put out a statement saying that uh, they want you to tell them officially by 5 o'clock today? Have you already done that? They are very aware that I've said, is Donald Trump going to be on that stage? They don't need to be asking me. They need to be asking him. Mm -hmm. If he's on that stage, I'm there. Yeah, he's not there. I forgot if I said hello. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Is there a Hail Mary play, though? 
I know people have been writing about it, people have been talking about it, and I, I don't mind that they do. And and while some people are convinced that the argument is um, Ron DeSantis has to get out of this race uh, and that way he can save himself uh, for for the future, uh, I don't I don't think that's it. I actually think that they don't lose anything by sticking around for as long as they can. But what do they expect to happen by their sticking around for as long as they can? You have to hope beyond hope, beyond hope, beyond all measure of reasonableness and rationality that Donald Trump quite literally craps the bed, literally pulls a Gerald Nadler at a press conference. You have to hope that Donald Trump pulls a Dick Morris and some guy in his underwear comes walking through the shot. That happened on Newsmax, and I'm sorry. It's still, un, 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 it's still unbelievable to me. It, it happened. It happened. We must have the video up at TonyCats.com. I'll double check. We got Sarah. Put the video up at TonyCats.com of Dick Morris. I don't. It's it's the weirdest thing in the world. I I have in my home where I have the studio. I have the red light, like literally lights up upstairs, so the family knows I'm on the air. He doesn't lock a door. Anyway, the, 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 the things that have to work out for Haley or DeSantis are, are, are massive. They're massive. But I don't actually believe that getting out of the race is necessarily the thing they have to do. One of the arguments that they're making, Ron DeSantis trying to make this argument in a town hall on CNN is that half the GOP made a different decision. Well, look, I think that um, he was the former president of the United States. He's one of the most famous people that's ever been involved in American politics. Uh, and there's obviously a lot of Republicans that appreciated his policies. You know, but you still had roughly half of the Iowa caucus goers that made another choice. And so that shows me, that tells me that, that there is an appetite uh, for, for a different leader. And I think what I represent is somebody that has delivered... Uh, on those key conservative policies that we've all been wanting to see in Washington, D.C. You know, in Florida, think about uh, what we've done with our... With all due respect, I, I like the Florida resume, and, and I've, I've been clear, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DeSantis guy. I, I, I would rather have DeSantis. I think I get what I want and less baggage. It's easier to get over the hump in, in November. But that's not the way you sell it, sir. That's, that's not the way you sell it. That's not the way you sell it. You sold it as if you were some engaged college professor giving a thesis about how someone, you know, what it is that the the Iowa caucuses meant to you. No, 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 no. It's not, well, it's not maybe, and I think, no. You have to now engage a level of authority. You are in the great game now. This is Game of Thrones. Are you coming with dragons? Or are you going to end up a White Walker? And let's assume that Arya didn't have that little hand skill thing. You don't engage in any level of uncertainty. You start with what we learned from Iowa is that half the Republican Party isn't interested in Donald Trump. And we have to make sure that they know they have an alternative that will get them what they want. Policy prescriptions that make their lives better. And America, that remains fantastic and stays away from this progressive nonsense. I am that guy, clearly. That's the delivery that he should have given. And it kills me that he missed it. Because he should not have missed it 
by any stretch. When Haley said that she's, uh, you know, there are two people in this race, of course she has the argument because she polls very well in New Hampshire and South Carolina is her state. She does not have to get out till Super Tuesday. As a matter of fact, she has got a ramp that gets her to Super Tuesday. Ron DeSantis does not have that. Ron DeSantis has to play second in New Hampshire when he has been in, like, he was behind Ramaswamy, he was behind Chris Christie, I think he may have been behind Asa Hutchinson, I don't know if they're still voting for Bob Dole there, he was super behind, behind on every level, where in the world does he think that this is going to come from? Meanwhile, Trump is picking up the endorsements left and right, members of Congress, senators, uh, you, 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 you've you got uh, uh, governors doing it, and then Vivek Ramaswamy heads out to New Hampshire to show the love. You know this man, you know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country, that's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race. But I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night. And I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard, we, the people, last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here, we met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for President of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. Yeah got to admit man he's good at it he is Vivek is good at it and he's going to be very very good uh, on on the trail and he's going to enjoy beating the living snot out of Nikki Haley the people who think that um, Haley and DeSantis should remain they're not crazy what they are is outrageously hopeful delusionally hopeful. I could, at this moment, break down some specific paths, some ideas that could show that, yes, there's an opportunity here and an opportunity there. There are very few opportunities. Everything would have to go right for a Haley or a DeSantis, and everything would have to go wrong for a, a President Trump. But let's say they're not thinking of, hey, we're going we're gonna to have this done before Super Tuesday. It's just going to be a war of attrition and people will realize that they have options. Let's say that either one of them believes that. That if we just stay in this till the convention, 
and the indictments start turning into convictions, then, oh, we're going to get them at the convention, and that'll be the ball game. Um, to the extent that there are crazier ideas, uh, there are. There are crazier ideas. That concept is actually the most not mind-numbing, not, not, not insane. You, you could see that, the, that there is a, if I stick around, and if I stick around, and if I stick around, maybe I can win some level of, a, of attrition game with that near 50% that didn't want him in Iowa, which doesn't necessarily mean it's representative of where the full party is. Because if you take that 49%, it's not all I'm not voting for Trump. Some are not voting for Trump. The others are going to be like, okay, Trump's going to be the nominee. And they're going to they're gonna check it off. They're going to vote for Trump, and that's it. So that for that, that 51% that he got becomes a 72%. No one is taking that into, in, 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 into account. But let's, let's say that this is the philosophy. We're not debating whether or not it's crazed. This is the philosophy. It's the least crazy of the philosophies. Um, how are you going to afford it? What's How are you going to afford this? What's your plan to maintain this? You mean you're just going to stay on the ballot and you're not going to campaign? You're not going to travel to these states? You're not going to have advance? You're not going to uh, uh, have a town hall? You're not going to uh, feed people some donuts and tell them why uh, over breakfast you're the guy? That's not going to happen? How are you going to pay for your staff? How, do, how does this work? Give me the plan for the staying power. I'll say it again. I would rather DeSantis over Trump. I think he's easier. It's easier for us to win a general election with him. Tell me how it works. Show me the methodology for the love of the Lord. Show me the methodology. It's not there. There's no money that shows that it gets there. Find me the person. Find me the the, the, the donor who's like, what? Blow $50 million? Hell yeah! Where's my checkbook? Well, I got a, got a pen right, right here. I don't know where that is. So yes, 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 yes. They're staying in, are DeSantis and Haley. And maybe through South Carolina, all right, I can somewhat see it. It's, it's too early to get out now. But do they think they're sticking around in the, for, for the long, long run? Because that's, that's just crazy town. Crazy town. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So we have got retail sales that are up. Retail sales up 0.6%. Newsmax money with the story. On strong holiday sales season. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good uh, to be with you. Find it all, TonyKatz.com. It's very strange. Because the consumer price index tells us that inflation is at 3.9%. That the trend down that we may have seen and we wanted to see, because who really wants inflation? 
If you want inflation for political reasons because it'll help you beat Joe Biden, I think that's super weird. Uh, in, in Inflation sucks, and it's a tax, and it's abusive, and you want it gone. And the Federal Reserve has been doing everything possible by raising interest rates to try and get this to happen. But spending still occurs in all these places. And it's been better because you've had a totally, not only intransigent Congress, but a dysfunctional Congress. They haven't passed much legislation. You don't have much spending of money. But yet we see with the worldwide recession going on, you have recession in China, you have uh, clearly a recession in China. And I'll get some numbers about China that you simply cannot trust. You have recession in Europe. Um, these things do have an effect. Of course they do. So inflation up in the United States, I, I, I almost I, I understand. This is crazy that retail sales were up 0.6. Now, yes, holiday season. I get that. But when we were discussing it here, we saw this as as going down. We saw, took a look at um, where the spending was. It was like, where where are people spending? They're not going to buy for the holidays. Where Where is this money coming from? There's a whole feeling of just dread out there. They spent like nuts. Stores selling general merchandise. They were up 1.3. Clothing and accessories up 1.5. Online, 1.5. Furniture and home furnishings had a 1% decline. That one makes sense. Because a lot of people did their furniture and home stuff during COVID. That's where they spent their money and when they spent their money. And they had no reason to go out there and change it again. It just just didn't make uh, sense for them to do so. But I think you you see this 0.6, and you still realize that the inflation is 3.9%. Sometimes these numbers don't jive. They don't make any sense at all. It is super frustrating. Joe Biden's team will never talk about this number. They'll only talk about, look how many jobs we've created. And you know they've never created a job. You understand that that is a lie from beginning to end. We're not talking about, well, it's how you want to look at the numbers People going back to work in a post-COVID world is not the creation of jobs. And anybody who says otherwise is a liar and a fraud. And that could very well include Paul Krugman, who has told you this economy is great. Joe Biden's the best. Tell me now, this economy great? I have got business owners who are very, very worried about the doom that's coming. They don't, they don't like what they see for 2024. Now, that's anecdotal. But there are conversations that we've discussed before about doom spending. Eh, it's all going to go to hell anyway. I might as well have a new pair of shoes. Everything's going to fall apart anyway. I might as well have a new TV. The, the, the world is heading for a complete and total disaster. Who cares about my credit card debt? And buying things makes me feel good. And I need something to make me feel good because everything is so terrible. Doom spending. When I first read that, this was back in October. It, it, it's it's it struck me. It really did. It absolutely struck me. I was like, that's a crazy thought. And I don't think there's a day that's gone by, including when I've been on vacation, that I haven't thought about it since. Because I think that's on to something. 
on to something pretty horrible. Doom spending. This is Tony Katz today. You know that that meme that exists, you know, how how it started, how it how it's going. So it it uh started with Joe Biden uh saying that the Houthi rebels should not be on any level of list of, of terrorists or 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 uh on a list of terrorist organizations. And it ends with uh Joe Biden putting the Houthi rebels back on a list of terrorist organizations. Joe Biden is always wrong. Always, always, always. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Uh, if you're listening on radio, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. If you're watching the live stream, my gosh, leave your comments. I'm happy. I'm happy to get to it. Um, The placement... As a specially designated global terrorist group, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, reverses a decision that Biden made to remove the Houthis over concerns that hurt prospects for peace talks and further crippled the economy of an impoverished nation. Yemen, of course, is just torn asunder. Yemen is torn asunder because of a proxy war that's happening. There are a civil war, if you will, proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. This has been going on for a while. But that's not the, the, the story. The story is this push continual from the Biden administration to say we're going to achieve peace. The Houthi rebels are backed by Iran. So once again, it is an appeasement of Iran by the Obama administration. I'm sorry, I mean the Biden administration. No, wait, I got it right the first time. The same people, the same failed pseudo-academics, the, the same, the very same Iran Ayatollah lovers are right there trying to make the same deals that not only didn't work the first time around, but allowed Iran to get closer and closer to a nuclear weapon. The Iran nuclear deal never, ever, ever stopped nor slowed Iran. These are the facts. They lie, they cheat, they steal, they manipulate. Of course they were working to enrich uranium outside of the confines of this deal called the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Of course they were. And if it wasn't for Israel bombing some sites every now and again and sending a little Stuxnet virus out there, who knows where the Iranians would be at this moment? The Biden administration was as wrong as wrong can be. Why were they looking to have peace talks? What is it about this administration and the belief that they can bring about peace? This is not a question of whether or not we want peace. I'm going to answer the question for all of us. The answer is yes. The vast majority of us are not warmongers by any stretch of the imagination. You know what we want to do? We want to have a steak. We want to sip some bourbon. We want to smoke a cigar. We want to get a little sex. And then we want to nap. This is what we want. And sometimes not even in that order. 
I am not here to judge it by any stretch of the imagination. In the main, what we want is to be able to live our lives the way we see fit. This is what we want. This is what we desire. This is what we're looking for. We're not looking to try and get other people to live our lives, live the lives, their lives the way we see fit for them. That's very much a progressive thing. You want to talk about being an authoritarian. Can I, can I just go uh, a quick uh, side thing? This was Rachel Maddow on the night of, of the uh, Iowa caucus talking about the authoritarian Republicans Sure, take away from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not, if we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government, the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm-hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a yeah. much mm-hmm. bigger part mm-hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader is interchangeable. And yes, Trump is is sometimes what we call it. Mm-hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm-hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm-hmm. They are pushing Trump yeah. to get more and more right. extreme. Because You're the people who told us you can't have gas stoves. Then you can't have gas furnaces. You're the people who told us we have to have electric cars. And the state of California said you can't sell any new car except electric cars by, what is it, 2035? You're the people who told us that we had to wear a mask. And if we don't wear a mask, well, then we're killing grandma. And if we question the science of wearing masks, then we are destroying democracy. And you dare claim that it's the Republicans who are pushing an authoritarian streak? Do you, do you ever hear yourself? And the answer is yes, of course they hear themselves. But so much of of, of what happens is the, uh, this is what we believe, but we can't show people we believe, so we'll push it on the other person. That projection that takes place. The, The idea that it is Republicans pushing the idea of authoritarianism is nonsense. The vast majority of conservatives I know, yes, Tony, you're talking anecdotally, I agree. They want to be left alone. They want the cigar, the steak, the bourbon, and the sex. That's what they want. They want to be left alone. They want to be left to their own devices. They don't think about you at all, Rachel Maddow. They don't think about your bigot racist friend, Joy Reid, either. Uh, The vast majority of Americans... Don't give two craps. But it certainly doesn't help when you push an idea constantly, continually, without any data, without any facts, that look at these authoritarians when clearly one can see. if It's not enough to be okay with a same-sex marriage. You have to celebrate it. Well, I don't want to celebrate it. Well, then you have to be thrown in jail. Remember, you have to decorate the cake. I don't want to decorate the cake, but I'll sell you the cake. If you don't decorate the cake, you go to jail. 
There was a story out the other day. The 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 owners of a venue were approached by a same sex couple, uh, two women, uh, to have. Uh, oh, I think it was their wedding uh, there. That's what they called it. Having the wedding there, and they wrote them a letter. The owners wrote a letter. Said, "Look, we're open to everyone. We'll gladly do it. But just so you know, we won't be celebrating with you." This is not what we believe, and we want you to know that about the place we are. We are open to you. We will take care of you. We're just not celebrating this. And the couple went crazy. How dare they ruin our perfect event? The owners of the establishment were honest, upfront, and clear with you, and still opened their place to you and said, go ahead. It wasn't enough. Now you have to celebrate with us, and you have to be the biggest cheerleader. Who's the authoritarian here? You have to design the cake or decorate the cake or else. You have to design the website or else. You have to let a boy claim they're a girl and use the bathroom or else. Who's the authoritarian here? I, I often uh, quote Evan Sayet in, in, in this moment when talking about the, the political left and how they are 180 degrees diametrically opposed to the truth. Uh, they are not just wrong, as Evan Sayet explains. They are as wrong as wrong can be. That's, that is absolutely true. Joe Biden was as wrong as wrong can be when it comes to the Houthi rebels. As wrong as wrong can be. The deal, right, and there's there's a lot going on. This d- decision, this reversal, should be a great warning sign to all of us at how bad Joe Biden's instincts really are. You know the, the 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 line that 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 Joe Biden has has never uh, gotten uh, has has gotten every foreign policy decision wrong in in the last thirty years, every single one. But this is clearly a page out of Barack Obama's playbook, and this desire to somehow think you can bring Iran in. It is to this that I think that whoever the nominee is, whether it be Donald Trump or somehow one of the others. I, I, I think I said it clearly right there. Um, this is a really important thing to note. The hubris of the political left that they believe that somehow through some magical, mystical kindness, they can get everybody to come to heal. Do you actually believe that you could create a peace with Hamas? To believe that, uh, you would have to, uh, at, at first, do a tremendous amount of drugs. But we'll talk about Hunter Biden later. Then you would have to suspend all reality and all belief. You would have to live in a fantasy where somehow your hashtag and your deep feelings create results. We live in reality, and in reality, Hamas wants every Jew dead and every American dead. And in reality, the Houthi rebels want the same things.
you can't achieve peace with them. It's not that I don't want to, because if I do, I'm not bothered and I can get back to the steak and the bourbon and the cigar and the sex and the nap. And not necessarily in that order. Warmongering is not on my list. And I would argue for the vast majority of Americans who are rational folk, it's not on their list. There are more people who have things on the list I just mentioned than have warmongering on a list. But the rational people understand that sometimes to get to your list, you got to take care of the work. And the work involves absolutely destroying the Houthis and absolutely destroying Hamas. And ignoring the Houthi rebels and thinking that you could deal with them, reason with them, was an irrational position from the start. Anybody with a mind would have told you this. Anybody within a military complex with a mind would have told you this. The Biden people didn't know. How many more times can Joe Biden be wrong and it won't cost us? We know he's wrong on the southern border. Don't forget that when they did the, they called it entrance polling uh, for, for the caucuses. When they did the entrance polling, it wasn't the economy that was the top subject for the Iowa caucuses. That was the second one at 35%. 40% of people, their top subject, immigration. Now, the left will go for the spin of, you see, they have a problem with brown people. The left is dopey. We have a problem with lawlessness. And you know who else has a problem with lawlessness? Brown people and black people. Because they all don't think alike. But according to Joy Reid, the bigot of MSNBC, never mind the whole cast over there and at CNN, they are so despicable and so think so low of people who are black or brown or Asian or Hispanic, they think they do all think in a monolithic block. All these people are Pauline Kael. They think everybody around them is the totality of people. If you don't know the Pauline Kael story, and, and there's a lot of, uh, of evidence these days that maybe it didn't happen this way, but the story is there, so I keep it. Uh, a socialite in New York in the 70s, uh, and um, she, when Richard Nixon was reelected, uh, she said, Nixon, how, did it, how in the world did Richard Nixon win? I don't know anybody who voted for Nixon. You, 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 you think Manhattan and, and people who fancied themselves uh, uh, those who would attend the Algonquin Roundtable were the kind of people voting for Nixon? It's this belief that their little world is somehow the world. I believe the world is here. And they own a very small part of it. Very tiny little part. Joe Biden is always wrong. And when Joe Biden is wrong, you have the chance to get hurt. The Houthi rebels are now hitting at Greek ships. They will hit everywhere. The shipping lanes have changed. They start costing more. A container that usually costs $2,400 now costs $10,000 to rent. You will pay more at your local store. Never mind the people who will be kidnapped. Never mind the people who will be killed. Never mind how these groups, like Hamas, have already been working to get people across the southern border of the United States. 
How wrong can Joe Biden be on that policy? And we're the ones who are going to get hurt. And in the list of things we want to do, getting hurt isn't one of those things. Although I don't necessarily know how you have sex, but I'm not here to judge. My safe word is avocado. Joe Biden is always, always wrong. And we got to make sure that we're right in November. I'm Tony Katz. Hunter Biden and his cocaine. I, look, I, I can't make up the story. So I don't know why you're, you're, you're upset with me. Hunter Biden, where um, prosecutors are claiming that the, the gun pouch, right? Where he kept his, his, his gun, there's a brown leather pouch. And in that pouch, there was cocaine um yeah well who questions this who would even think of 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 doubting such a thing it's hunter biden hunter biden has been doing drugs for a good long time why would anybody think somehow things are different and the pro- and his team is like we should dismiss the charges and the prosecutors are like we have got so much evidence we want to move forward Hunter Biden is a drug addict but Hunter Biden has committed the crime at this point it's obvious this is Tony Katz today